Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. Today we have a special guest who's going to be gone on, and I'll give my commentary here in a minute, but Dr. Shang Hong Lu, she's an MD, PhD, and we're going to be talking about integrative medicine. She's from China. And her family are in the medical field in China, too. And we're going to be discussing uh, the water situation uh, of where she lives in Mount Shasta, California. But also, she's been practicing integrative medicine. She's an MD. She's a PhD. And she's been at this a long time. It should be a very good show. My commentary today is Water Life Science. I am Sharon Kleina, and I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research, Water Life Science, and the radio show, The Power of Water, Water Life Science, has been on 11 years. I want you to know that the excitement of this show, that we wanted to go into other countries and express our concerns about the lack of education for water, that lack of education that you are receiving on the fact that you're water. You've known your water. I'm water. We're all water. But Earth came to life with water. What is the higher power? What is it thousands of years ago they started talking about God, a higher power? Everyone's faith always went to the water to be the higher faith, to be the exciting energy of life is in the water. This show wants you to understand what is happening with the lack of education, your communication of what you have heard and decided about certain words and descriptions like moisture. What is the word moisture to you? Well, the word moisture is water, evaporation. What does that mean to you? Well, the word evaporation means evaporation of water. What does dehydration mean? Over-evaporation to dehydration to possibly death. Your life is from the beginning of time. No different than when the earth began. And the earth began with that droplet of water coming down, bringing life to all the planet slowly and carefully. Life. The organism we call it of life is the water. It's an organism. Your body, your whole life, came from the pocket of water in your mother. Nature did a miracle exchange here of energy. And when you came to life after all those organs in the body absorbed water, percentages of water, and each organ has a different percentage of water to lift behind that organ of skin, but it's an organ, no different living with the organ of life. It's an organism, but it all is water. Now, have you noticed 
have you noticed that they're not protecting the water as a primary focus of our life on this earth as an infrastructure? It's not the number one concern. Now, isn't that interesting? But that's yours and my fault. We got to change that. We got to make sure they understand the number one focus of all life, investing money in our lives for safety first is in the water. Can you imagine how strong of a country or countries we would be if we were very protective and had a strengthening and power over our own water where we live? How valuable that would be. What an asset-rich country and state and city that would be. Because water is your priority, and that's your investment strength. Because in the long run, without water, there's no economy. Without safe water, the health deteriorates. And in the long run, if you don't start taking care of it, you could diminish the society of that community in time wherever in the world it may be. So the word moisture means moisture for life. That means water. Evaporation is the day you were born, the day the earth began forming. It began an evaporation. You began an evaporation of body water loss, living with the water in the atmosphere. That moment. We're all evaporating water. So if you're not drinking at least 10 glasses of full glasses of water a day, you are over going to over-evaporate. And if you find the signals in your own health may need a little bit more. Or are you eating the wrong food that is over-evaporating you? And does stress evaporate us? Oh, yes. We're all living examples. Stress, emotions can over-evaporate you to extreme symptoms, to severe dehydration before anything else. So how your attitude is, your outlook on life, is so important to your health to not over-evaporate. The second one is what you're drinking water and how you're breathing what you're eating, the exercise you're getting, and your sleep are very important to your health, vital, all concerning water, number one. Always remember that and try to get yourself reprogrammed that you need to also participate yourself personally into what you believe will release stress and emotions to get a balancing act, to live with the earth's balancing, with the whole universe. It's going slowly and carefully in unison with the universe, the planet Earth. Why can't we learn to be more like that? That would release the stress, the emotions, and then we'd have more of what's called an eco-balance of what we're trying to do for a healthier planet. Did you know that when we're unhealthy emotionally, that is contagious. It's out of control. 
it becomes a contagious disease, vulnerable to and, and other people. So always remember that when you're over-evaporating, you're also causing a problem for others to over-stress. Your energy is going to be related to their energy. Your energy is related to another person's energy. The contagiousness of that disease, it could be happening. So remember, for this planet to be successful, healthy, prosperous, safe, and peaceful, we need to realize what the water structure means, the organism of life means, and why the beauty of the faith of all religions began. And they began to balance people's lives, knowing there's a higher power. We'll listen to our sponsor for here, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist. Did you know the surface of your eye is 99% water? What is vision impairment to potential maybe blindness? What are complaints like allergies and symptoms of fatigue and eyes that are foggy and concerning and exhausted? It's because of over-evaporation of the surface of the eye. Nature's Tears Eye Mist has patents all over the world for dry eye in science to be able to supplement with tissue culture grade of water with just a mist to supplement the surface of the eye to slow down that evaporation. It's like brushing your teeth every day to prevent cavities. You're doing drinking water to try to slow down evaporation for a healthier body. We could go on and on, what you're doing to the healthier outlook. But to your eyes, you've never had anything until now to be able to supplement that breath of life and vision for a new lifestyle. Nature Series Eye Mist is now being sold in China. So any of you listening in China, go to your websites and look up Nature's Tears Eye Mist with just a mist. And we'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back with Dr. Lou. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're 
listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. This is Sharon Kleina. I want to welcome you to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the power of water and water life science. Today we have Dr. Shang Lung Wu, who's an MD, PhD, and we're going to be discussing integrative medicine, but we're also going to be discussing where she's living in Mount Shasta, California, their water situation. We're going to be studying with her probiotic, uh, what is the probiotic application benefits, and much more. Dr. Liu, are you with us? Yes, I am here, Sharon. Well, it's nice to have you on again. I'm really happy to hear your voice. We haven't talked for each other with each other for a while. No, you haven't been on for a while. So tell the audience a little bit about you and where, where, where you grew up. How did you become an MD, PhD, and your practice you have today in Mount Shasta, California. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, wonderful. I love to share my story. I grew up uh, in, uh, in Beijing. My mother is a cardiologist, and she is still practicing cardiology. She is uh, almost 90 years old. My grandmother is a Chinese traditional healer, and she lived until 96 with no disability of any kind. And she basically died in her sleep. So I grew up in these two cultures um, of uh, medicine, which are both very, very important, I realized. And I decided to follow my mother's path because, of course, um, you know, Western medicine provide pretty quick rescue and the crisis management uh, people pay attention to. And so I decided to choose my mother's path. But little do I know, deep inside, I admired my mother, my grandmother's wisdom and how she take care of her body on a daily basis. And she had no disability, not even reading glasses at age 96. She my learned goodness, English when she was 86. Yes. How long did she, Dr. Liu, how long did she practice medicine? My grandmother? Mm-hmm. My grandmother practiced medicine um, all her life. So uh-huh. she basically started uh, as a farm, you know, kind of a girl, and she did a lot of herbs, and she, she's just a very wise woman, and she mm-hmm. became a midwife uh, in her, certified midwife uh, in her 30s. So she mm-hmm. pretty much practicing medicine, helping people, um, you know, all her life. So mm-hmm. she's also really naturally giving um, so that's another thing I admire my grandmother. She has no ego. She doesn't have this big ego that she has to be the right person. So, yeah. and she does have a beautiful, beautiful, humble human being. I think that's a very important description you just had. Have you noticed that people, that word ego um, today is, is controlling people's lives like an ideology. It, I don't even think they mm-hmm. know that their ego is in the way of their possibility of learning more. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I also think 
the ultimate loss of joy is all from the ego. And yeah. I, we all have that, you know. We, I, I, I think we admire and just have to accept we, everybody has an ego, and ego is survival-driven. So every time it's, it's being stressed by knowledge, open-mindedness, and ability to say, I don't know that, I'm interested in learning. Those, it takes the person with a lot of confidence in themselves. Yeah. It, oh my God, it, it, it also takes a person with a lot of confidence in themselves to listen yes. and think that there's other ways to look at things, maybe, even though we have our yep. ego and our mindset. Yep. But people yep. who are willing to learn uh, about life, whether you agree with it or not yet, it, uh, yeah, it's just fascinating. Absolutely. So in China, so well known for thousands of years for having mm-hmm. been what you just described about your grandmother, uh, giving mm-hmm. of themselves to help others. And then the, they, people from all over the world later came to China to learn how mm-hmm. to be healthier, how to live a balanced mm-hmm. lifestyle, how to be open-mindedness yeah. uh, con- concerning what's wealth, wealth, wellness for all on this right. planet to live. Yeah, and also I think Sharon, the key is saying the key thing that me to America is I really want to learn more. Um, I think one thing people grow up in uh, America don't particularly appreciate is the amount of freedom people here have. They have freedom to travel. They have freedom to speak. They have freedom to read different. Um, you know, just there's so much. There's no censorship. In uh, back then, between you know age zero uh, to age 25, when I finally decide to come to America, is we are cl- very close society at that time. And to today, you know, Google and Yahoo and YouTube still are not able to reach China. So. One thing I just really want to remind everyone we have here in America, we can actually, we need to, we need to fight to protect it. I think that's very important. But, you know, sometimes when you don't lose something, you, you don't really appreciate it. So, um, so I think one of the biggest gifts for me is to have, no, to have very little freedom uh, growing up and then to come to America to appreciate all the opportunities to learn new things. You know, learn right. things doesn't have to mean that you have to believe and act on it, right? But it's give you opportunity to see things differently and then just right. pause instead of saying, oh, no, 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 you know? Uh, I think just, just leave it there and let it rest and think about it. And, you know, if it, if it really corresponds to what your uh, in inner calling is, and sometimes it just makes sense suddenly. It's all tiny. Now, with you having been your calling to uh, get into the medical field, and you're a PhD, what is your uh, practice? What do you specialize in? Yeah, so I moved to Mount Shasta after getting my PhD in human physiology in uh, Medical College of Wisconsin, 
I did my postdoctoral fellowship and residency in the Bay Area um, at UC San Francisco. So I was really, uh, you know, highly trained as a research scientist with a clinical, um, you know, intention because I really want to get my hands on patients so I can help them and utilizing my knowledge. So what's really fascinating is I discovered a lot of things that good research, but when you apply to people, it could be really different. Um, and then that's the thing. I really love the MD and PhD together because you have the critical aspect of examining the scientific uh, validity or scientific knowledge of this particular treatment and then can apply to people. And oftentimes you're shocked, Sharon, is scientifically it makes sense on cell culture, on animals, but when you apply to people, it can be very different. And so yeah. that's where I learned um, the internal medicine and uh, it's a very good solid foundation when I moved into um, holistic medicine is really because myself, 11 years ago, got very ill. I, I had allergies, asthma, insomnia, fibromyalgia, leaky gut syndrome, food sensitivity, uh, autoimmune disease. Oh and this God. is where I, you know, I lived in Mount Shasta, you know, <laughs> for 11 years. So um, that's where I decided. I think the symptoms with herbs and supplements and, and um, you know, pharmaceutical drugs, I decided to look for the root cause. The root cause of human illnesses are the main uh, passion for me to search. Because, you know, if you look at the on internet, Sharon, you probably know, people are so into, let's say, like you said, you know, if somebody have a headache, Instead of asking, wait a minute, why have I have headache? They decided to to take like. So I what know. I'm saying, Sharon, is when um, the root cause medicine are so important because if you go online, you know, go to a store, go to a drug pharmacies, you always find you know remedies for your symptoms. So what I'm saying is. My passion today is to look for the cause of the symptoms because the symptoms are really a way your body communicate with you, right? So, for example, people say, you know, I have a headache. Um, and you can, you can go to the herb shop. You can take ibuprofen or Tylenol. You know, you can put some essential oil on your head, you know, get rid of the headache. But it could be simply dehydration. You see, right? So, Over um, you know, yeah, exactly. So what, you're saying, and Lou, what you're saying, Dr. Lou, is each individual from birth should be taught by the mother and the father and the mother mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. when you complain as a baby, let's see if we can figure out why you're complaining. What's the complaint right. about? Then you start yeah. taking as a baby, as a toddler growing up, responsibility for everything you do, including the symptoms of your health. What did I do wrong? What what do I need to learn to improve this? Where can I get better? 
I could never learn enough and become very excited about the gift you were given as a life. And then you can learn to get to know your own life as if you're a stranger every day getting to know yourself. Exactly. And I think, I think Sharon, the thing is, you know, people like quick fixes. And, but there's a danger behind it. Um, right. you know, I know, Sharon, you are really passionate about hydration. And so, of course, people will say, you know, you know, if, let's say you have a headache, it's from the dehydration, and the person just ignore it, takes ibuprofen. Now, what the consequences of that is, is unbelievably dangerous. Because if you are dehydrated, your kidney is very, very dehydrated too. And then you take ibuprofen or herbs or drugs, whatever, your dehydration will continue to get worse. And that can I, actually can I, Dr. Can I back you mm-hmm. up on that and you say it could continually get worse? It's because the, the um, application that you chose to take, whether it be an herb right. or a um, pill oil or an or oil pill or a, a, a tonic, will right. also dehydrate you because the body isn't made up of what you just took. Exactly. Yeah. So what it's going to cause I, you it to get, get it. worse. Yes. Yep. So so again, this, this is the part that people don't like to hear. Is um, there's there's 112 billion dollar uh, nutritional supplement industry out there, and of course everybody wants to sell the remedies to get rid of your discomfort. And what I really like to embrace and promote is the root cause. So in my practice, when people come in, I have a questionnaire. Uh, I ask them, do they sleep well? Do they have stress in their life? Do they drink enough water? And what is enough water, right? Um, you know, people don't even know. Well, they say, I, I drink three glasses of water. That's a lot of water. But that's really not lots of water, right? So enough right. water is half of your body weight. By ounce. So if you are 160 pounds, you're supposed to drink 80 pounds, 80 ounces of water per day. So that's one thing I, I want people to know. That, that's like 80 ounces of water is like 10 glasses of water. It's not just three glasses of water, right? Um, meanwhile, we also ask people, you know, do they contain the water well? Some people drink a lot of water. They also lose tons of potassium. They can actually become potassium deficient. So we also teach people how to, you know, hold water better. If people are silica deficient, they don't hold the water very well. So there's different things about dehydration and due to the climate change, Sharon probably know, that we actually have increased loss of invisible water than ever. So there's lots of different elements that people need to understand. That could be one major cause of chronic decline in health and in, in skin, you know, texture and hair, and those could be very easily remedied. Um, I'm going to back safe. you up for a moment. I'm sure that the audience was fascinated when you said, we need to drink mm-hmm. a lot of water, but you need to hold the water and not let it eliminate to go to the bathroom so often. How does a person learn to do that? 
to maintain yeah. the water without over over elimination going to the bathroom so much. Well, one of the things is take extra silica. Um, I have this equipment, Sharon. It's called Oligo Scan. It actually measures people's twenty minerals and fourteen heavy metal antioxidant level. What I discovered. Americans are deficient in silica. Silica Mm -hmm. is a a mineral that holds water in the joints, in the uh, discs, you know, the the vertebral discs, and in your uh, connective tissue. So, you know, silica deficiency can, can cause water loss. So that's one thing I really want people to, um, to be aware of. So if you don't have access to oligo scan, it spells O-L-O-L-I-G-O-S-C-A-N, O-L-I-G-O-S-C-A-N, Oligoscan. Um, you can definitely just start taking some silica as a precaution. Um, and if so when they no, take the silica, Dr. Lou, when they go in and look at silica, does it come in a tonic? Does it come in a tablet? And then what milligrams? It's usually a tablet. Okay. It's usually a and tablet. And what is your recommended um, milligram? The milligram, uh, it depends. I think the recommended is like 100 milligram is a high dose, 30, 50 milligram, and it also depends on the salt. So you just I want to um, take the regular recommended milligram on the bottle, and that should be mm-hmm. pretty much. It's actually in the whole food. You can see it. It's a high, it's highly sold item, and it's called mm-hmm. a bio seal. BioSeal mm-hmm. is what's sold um, in the household store. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that, that is just um, when, when the water, how much water we need to drink uh, you per know, day. I think that's a lot of, of questions. That is a very important, what you just said, because people want to drink a lot of water. And men. Mm-hmm. But they find, I don't want to go to the bathroom all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what do I do to, to maintain the water to slow down that evaporation so I'm not losing it all, going to the bathroom all the time? Right. Um, so that is, that is very good. What about potassium deficiency? Is there a deficiency in potassium that also causes that? Um, no. Potassium deficiency usually is due to uh, we eat too much salt. Because salt, okay. sodium, potassium are coupled uh, minerals, so Americans eat really salty food. Um, mm-hmm. And unless you are sweating a lot, you know, we really should not eat too much salty food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to take our break. You know, we only take one break through the whole show. And we're going to come back, and you're going to teach us a lot of these things that you have, you know. And don't forget mm-hmm. to kind of reach out there and think about things that you think the audience may not understand that really should know, like we just did just now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're mm-hmm. trying to educate them so they understand the, the grammar of what they're saying, the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Don't go anywhere, and we'll be right back. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears I Mist, with just a mist. We're in China now, so if you're in China listening, be sure and look us up on the web, Nature's Tears I Missed, and you'll find it out there because I know that they've been excited about all the attention they're getting. Nature's Tears I Missed 
was as a benefit to slow down the evaporation of the surface of the eyes over evaporation. The surface of the eye is 99% water. And when you're not supplementing, what are you doing? It's no different than brushing your teeth. You could have cavities. If you're not supplementing the surface of your eye to slow that evaporation, you could be taking chances that your vision impairment could potentially be, go to blindness, and blindness is out of control. The t- water that is used with Nature Fears Eye Mist is tissue culture grade of water. So we'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Just a mist, and we'll be right back with Dr. Lou. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Boo, you've been giving us a really good education. Individuals, I don't care if you're a physician, a scientist, a layman, who, whatever, people do not listen well. And if they think they know so much, they listen less. But really, in this segment now that's left, try to educate people how important it is that you do get to learn the body of your life as as a stranger, because you you are a stranger, each person, and you've got to learn to get to know yourself. And can you get to learn? and, And that's the excitement of being alive to the day you pass on. Getting to know who you are... And the gift that's been given is, is the beauty of another freedom, a choice. And you know, people say, oh, I don't have very much freedom. Well, you do, we do have a freedom of learning how to get to know ourselves. And also, what is, how can we learn to be healthier? That's our choice. That's our freedom. That's, our, that's who we are. So teach us what you, what you think we should learn. Well, Sharon, I, today I was asked to speak about the gut health. I think uh, that's actually one of the areas I have been doing a lot of study. Um, about 11 years ago, I think I, I told you um, about my own uh, digestive issues and severe, um, just pretty much malnutrition type of thing. Um, I was losing muscle, and I didn't realize... Um, 
one part of it is because my um, human growth hormone level has declined due to um, a brain injury and, and severe stress in my life. And human growth hormone is one of the important hormones that decline with age, but uh, we don't understand the epithelial cells lining the entire digestive tract only survive 48 to 72 days. They are very short-lived uh, cells in the human body. Um, the other part is the hair, nail, and skin. You know, we shed all the time. And we didn't understand that the human growth receptors are uh, very dominant on these cells. Without human growth hormone, these cells become very malnourished. They, they look atrophied. So in between the cells, the um, tight junction, which is a protein structure, become disrupted or simply not enough protein to glue the cell together. So that is really the number one step for leaky gut. But until, you know, not one person so far in the leaky gut industry, we have lots of internet uh, proclaimed ex- experts and including, you know, a lot of uh, mainstream attention to probiotics, but very few people pay attention to ourselves. And, and of course, the dehydration can, can cause the cell damage as well. So that's number one thing. I always tell people, if you are younger in your hormone levels, uh, particularly human growth hormone and thyroid, are very much controlling the GI, the gastrointestinal mobility, and also the health of these cells. So that's the number one step. I feel it was always missing uh, in the assessment in people's digestive tract. Um, so what I see is, uh, so that's number one. Number two is digestive enzymes. Uh, when Americans are always in the sympathetic overdrive mode, we don't have parasympathetic activity during mealtime. So when people are eating in a hurry, they're not, you know, sitting down and eating, they're, they're doing all kinds of chores during eating time, is we don't produce enough digestive enzymes. When we don't have enough digestive enzymes and stomach acid to assist digestion, the food are poorly digested. So even though you have a lot of probiotic and prebiotic, the food poorly digested in the upper GI tract is now going to be well absorbed into your body. So that's the number two step is the lowering stress and sympathetic overdrive and increased parasympathetic activity during mealtime and increased digestive enzymes. So digestive enzyme is definitely very important for people living under the very stressful condition. Number three that's not very much talked about is prebiotic because probiotic actually don't live without prebiotic. Prebiotic are food for the probiotic. Unfortunately, okay, there are now, only wait a, a minute, few. Wait a minute, Dr. Liu, hold up. Uh-huh. I'm going to ask you a question there. Did you okay. say prebiotic? Yes. For probiotic? Yes. Now explain that. Yes. So prebiotic are food for the probiotic. So probiotic are um, 12, 16 species of micro uh, bacteria 
okay? So they are actually bacteria. The probiotic are food for the bacteria. So prebiotic are very poorly explained or, or like nobody seems to pay attention to no. the prebiotic, no. right? You don't. Sharon, no. right? Yeah. Right. I get, so, fact, I'm going to be up. I'm going to be up front with the audience. I've done a lot of studying for over 30 years. I've never heard of prebiotic. Exactly. So, what are prebiotic? Prebiotic are oftentimes polysaccharides. Polysaccharides are kind of basically carbohydrates. Um, and you know what's really concerning today, Karen, uh, Sharon, is we have lots of people who are on the paleo diet or they can say oil diet, a paleo diet, so they're avoiding carbohydrates, and they don't understand the bacteria in our gut, which is 9 trillion of cells. There are more, we have actually, a human being has more probiotic cells than human cells. You know that? That's kind of interesting too, isn't it? Yeah. So... If we don't feed these probiotics well, our bodies start to have autoimmune issues, immune system problems, brain dysfunction, leaky gut. We don't get, we don't utilize uh, vitamin B very well because we don't, the the the, um, probiotic actually help us utilize vitamin Bs. So suddenly our body become a chaotic place. You see, so of course people go to the health food store and buy all kinds of probiotics. They buy trillions or you know billions of colonies of them and and juggle them down, but they don't understand the probiotic will not live very well without the prebiotic. Okay, so prebiotic are polysaccharides, and some of them are you know fermented food and certain sugar. They're not simple sugar. People are getting very irritated about this word of sugar. People are so right. sugar-phobic. But it's not just the sugar. It's, it's the polysaccharides are the foundation for these probiotics. Uh, what's really concerning in the, in the paleo industry, which is okay. You know, my, many people make a lot of money out of it. But the paleo industry utilizes artificial sweeteners. Artificial sweeteners of all kinds, stevia included, okay? The probiotics don't know who they are. They don't eat artificial sweeteners. They eat a piece of bread. They eat aloe vera. They eat a root. You know, these incredible root vegetables are polysaccharides, and they love those vegetables. The probiotics love complex carbohydrates from fruit and vegetables. So those diets eliminate apple, eliminate oranges, that's not good for the probiotic. So, uh, you know, of course, these people will take a lot of probiotic, but it doesn't really matter because the probiotic doesn't have place to live. They don't have food to feed them. So they're basically pooping them out. Do you see? So that's something I really want to emphasize. The that the hormones, number one, digestive enzyme, prebiotic, usually from plant-based complex carbohydrates. Meat, fish, oil, butter, 
have zero complex carbohydrates. So I suggest for those people who are always on this wagon, really need to look at what probiotic eat and learn why plant-based people have much healthy gut than meat eaters. Okay, that's just something I just want you to, you know, because I didn't know that. I, was, I used to be a big meat eater and type O blood. You know, of course, everybody say type O blood, you should eat meat. And that is simply not true. So anyway, I just want to share that with you. And then when it comes down to probiotics, we also want to emphasize in the gut, we have 12 species of probiotics. Many people go to a store and buy two, one to two species, and that causes imbalance in the gut. The gut has 12 species for a reason, because our body utilizes different probiotics to do different things. And some of them are multitasking probiotics. Some of them are single-tasking probiotics. But in general, you want to have all 12 species in it. You don't want to just have one that causes tremendous imbalance of the species in the gut. So in the long run, people are going to suffer from consequences of this uh, imbalanced probiotic supplementation. Um, another thing that taking probiotic is really important is to understand they need to be heat, acid, alkaline resistant because otherwise you're transporting this probiotic from store to store and then by the time you get to your shopping bag and in your van for a couple hours, and you know, many of them are already dead. So choose the right probiotic will really be very fantastic. So that's that so is, far. That is about. the first time I've ever heard that. Huh. Well, <laughs> good research, Dr. Liu. Good, mm-hmm. good research. Yes, yeah. very good research. And they, are, they talk about, you know, I think it's a, it's a part of the learning. Like, like I, I talked to you about, you know, never stop learning. You know, learning yeah. about probiotic is a big step. And learning why probiotic alone will not build a healthy gut. And then really learn what is the best diet for not only your body and also for the planet. Because I think people are really selfish overall. We just want to say, oh, what is the best for me? You know, they, well, if the planet are not healthy, Sharon, you know that, right? If right. the planet is dying from, from, you know, loss of water, loss of greens, and, you know, a loss of ozone protection, you know, we can not be healthy. People is part of the planet. They need to be a little bit of, you know, a little bit of bigger vision. You know, just be a little bit of unselfish and think about what's happening around our environment. How can we choose our food, our behavior, our lifestyle more towards the better of humanity and the planet? That's much better for everyone. So... Anyway, that's just something I, I love your, you know, your vision because you want to help people all over the world to simply have adequate hydration and how can we preserve that pristine environment that we are, we are rapidly losing. Today. Well, we have to look out the window and see a lot of soil 
as an organism. The sand is not going to be healthy. And I'm, after my studies, I could see where in the Middle East and way back in time, they had no idea that when it began to be sand so thousands of years ago, they didn't have the knowledge we have today to turn the sand into soil. And that sand has got to be uh, a balance, but it can overpower the planet. It's got to be soil. And soil is a living life of an organism for all life. And the atmosphere draws to the soil with the moisture of humidity that is very balancing for all of us um, mm-hmm. to live. And, and, and do they grow crops in the sand? They grow our crops, our food in the soil. So you've, mm-hmm. you've hit it mm-hmm. right on about the earth. If the earth is living, if, if we're working with our planet earth to do what we want to do to live, be healthier. We will be healthier. And you know, doctor, at the end of every show, I always say, embrace your life and embrace somebody else's too. But Earth says yes. with a whisper, don't say goodbye and don't take it all with you. Leave something for everybody yes. else. And that would be the, the seed that every living life mm-hmm. could li- leave. Every living life could leave with the mother's blessing, with the baby at earth, being taught, leave something behind for everyone so the earth can grow and grow and grow and grow for eternity. Yes, absolutely. But without the water, we all know, and that's where the infrastructure... Now, before we're done, we don't have much more time. I wanted to ask you, you live in Mount Shasta, and they've been having some water problems there. Right, we do. Our city border recently had um, some discovery of E. coli. So, um, but we have been, you know, trying to repair some of the maybe from the old one of the old tanks. But the key thing is, Manchester, you know, to appreciate water without chlorine, without artificial treatment. Um, it's such an a incredible gift. Again, when we had to, you know, treat the water, everybody started to realize how beautiful our water was when it was yeah. now treated. Hopefully, they are not going to do that for a long time, hopefully just a short time, and they will fix the problem. Um, but Manchester has been a beautiful place that everywhere I travel, I miss the water. Um, but there is ways we can actually um, discover structured water, you know, water that has more energetic from the mountains in the spring. And, of course, for those people who want to visit my website, is drlumd.com. Um, you can, you know, send me an email for any of your feedback. I totally love it. Good. This was really good today. Um, I want to thank you for joining us. And, um, my gosh, there's so much to learn. But, audience, go to drlumd.com. Well, you have a special day. We did learn a lot. And we'll do this again one day. Have a beautiful day. Thank you, Sharon, so much.
Thank you. Have a nice day and be well. Yes. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Well, audience, did we learn a lot from Dr. Lou? And you learned that her grandmother must have had a lot of influence on her life in China to have been given her 96 years of life to helping others in holistic medicine. And that's what we're all learning a lot about is our holistic side of ourselves is getting to know who we are as a person and be patient with ourselves. Have you ever noticed when a person gets upset and, and um, annoyed and uh, wants to get antagonistic and anxiety, that they're doing it more themselves than they're trying to impress on somebody else to agree or not agree. It's their own individuality. It's a health. It's our lives on this planet. But we have to learn that uh, water is the priority of all life. It's an organism of all life. And it is why the holistic face so far back learned that around the water, there's an energy. There's a life. There's a beginning and there's no ending. Now, I've always explained when Earth had that water around it, that vapor around it for thousands, millions of years, billions of years, and all of a sudden, something in the universe happened when that water bubble around the whole planet Earth had a different evaporation temperature. But here came a droplet of water. And that water droplet dropped like rain. It's called rain. And it came down. And as it came down, it absorbed and it absorbed. And all of a sudden, here came life. Here came soil. And then here came human life. And I truly believe that God created human life to take care of the planet, to be here for eternity, to make sure that the water is safe and pure and full of life, to learn. And the word technology is exciting. There is so much technology to learn with patience. Do you think we could ever learn enough? It is impossible. So next time you have somebody trying to tell you off or somebody trying to be antagonistic, just remember, they're very selfish. They don't want to learn enough because there's so much to learn. We don't know everything. I want to thank you for listening today. Embrace your life. Every special moment, but embrace somebody else's. But to Earth whispers, don't say goodbye. Leave something at yourself that we all can remember for those children to come that you cared about this Earth. You have a nice day, and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.